It's January 25th, 2004, at approximately 8.38 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm sitting in my backyard, soaking up moon rays, as tonight is the full first, excuse me, full moon of 2024. It's interesting that this first full moon in 2024 also happens to be in Leo, which is my astrological sun sign. So generally, whenever there's a full moon, because I live in Florida, I'm able to sit in my backyard, I light incense, I light a candle, I gaze at the moon, I sometimes bring some of my crystals outside to soak up some of the moon energy, but generally I just come and look at the sky, look at the stars, and speak my heart's desire. I always start off by saying that I'm grateful for, of course, the basics for, for life, for health, for protection, for the angels, the ancestors, spirit, God, spirit, animals. Ooh, I wonder what bird was that chirping? Maybe that was the angels and the ancestors co-signing. Um, that I'm grateful for their protection, for watching over me, my family, friends, and praying for peace and for humankind that we can be more compassionate, more understanding, more empathetic, that we operate from our heart, leading with open hearts, open minds. But it's also a time to reflect and be introspective. So I'm going to very quickly be introspective and talk about 2023. If anyone had told me that I'd be able to go to the continent of Africa not once but twice in the same year, I would have said, surely you jest. But that's exactly what happened. I was able to go to Togo in January. And I had not been to Togo since the summer of 1981 when I attended the University of Ghana Law School. So it was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful opportunity to be the inaugural group of um, Naki who does a walking tour in Lisbon, Portugal. Um, he is Togolese, but he is living 
in Togo and the individuals that accompanied me to Togo, we were a rare group and breed, but it was probably one of the most, um, I don't even know what words I can share with you to describe what the experience was like to be with individuals who, for the most part, we were on the same page, um, experiencing new things together, learning about each other, and how we learned about each other. One way we learned about each other is we played this game called um, Two Truths and a Lie. So as we would be journeying to different um, sites and locations throughout Togo, we would have to um, share two statements that were true and one statement which was a lie. And we would have to figure out which statement indeed was the lie. So I will um, give shout outs and post all of the social media um, handles for those individuals who went on the Togo journey who are living in Portugal and have um, a social media presence. So that was the beginning of the year, being in Togo. Um, it was not my first trip to Africa. My first trip to Africa was the summer of 1981 when I attended, as I previously said, the University of Ghana Law School. And yes, it's my intent to go back to Ghana. Um, and while we were at the law school located in Legon, we did a day trip to Lome, which is the capital of Togo, where essentially we went to the beach. But the excursion or the trip that I went on the beginning of the year was was more, more. <laughs> there were um, lots of outings. Um, we, we hiked. We went to a cultural center, Agbemo. Um, just so many things. And FYI, whenever I travel, when I know that I'm going somewhere, I create a journal where I write down things about the place I'm traveling to that either I want to see, experience. I write down words, um, food, especially if it's a different country, a different language. Um, I find that doing that helps me get a better appreciation and understanding of the place that I'm traveling to. Also, I generally stay at an Airbnb, but since for this particular trip, all I did was pay my money and show up, I didn't have to do any of the planning. So that was a good thing as well. So, um, again, reflecting back on 2023, I also 
was planning a family reunion, which happened over Father's Day weekend. So that would be June of 2023. That was rather a stressful event, but I managed to get through that. And shortly after the family reunion, I was able to travel to Detroit, Michigan, and spend time with a wonderful friend, well, two friends actually, um, one of whom I had gone to law school with and one who had um, attended the University of Ghana Law School through um, an exchange program because I graduated from Temple Law School, which is now called Beasley School of Law. But they had the exchange program and any law student from any law school could apply. And so it was nice to, to relax and experience Detroit. I then came back home and I want to say the next adventure I had was when I took the Amtrak train from Winter Park, Florida to Columbia, South Carolina, where I was going to hang out with two sister friends that I had attended college with that being Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. The plan was we were going to go to Charleston where we were going to visit the new um, International African American Museum, which was an incredible experience. And I highly recommend that if you are in the United States and if you have an opportunity to go to Charleston that you indeed go and visit. That also happened to be the weekend when a lot of movie theaters were offering, I think it was maybe $5 or $7 to see a movie. So the movie that we opted to go see, which was very controversial and still is, was the Barbie movie. Now, growing up, yes, I will confess, I had Barbie dolls, and in fact, I still have my Barbie dolls. I know that there's been a lot said about the Barbie movie. Um, if you've not seen it, I highly recommend it. It says a lot about the current state of affairs between men and women in today's society, and I would draw your attention to the monologue by um, America Ferreira. I think that's her name. Shortly after that, I was able to go to Sedona, Arizona. And for those of you who are not familiar with Sedona, Sedona is a, in my mind, a very spiritual place. It's one of several locations throughout the world where there is what's known as a vortex. And vortexes are places where there is masculine, and feminine energy. 
And so another place where there is um, a vortex is Table Mountain, South Africa. And I fortunately have been able to go to Table Mountain. Um, I visited South Africa in 2007. So the amazing thing about Sedona, again, they have beautiful, beautiful red rocks. If you enjoy hiking, remember I'm outside in my backyard so you may hear all kinds of weird noses. I think that was someone starting up their motorcycle. So if you Google Sedona, Arizona, what comes up, it says it has a worldwide reputation as a spiritual mecca and global power spot has drawn some of our world's most amazing healers, intuitives, and spiritual guides. Sedona is a perfect place for spiritual and personal enrichment of the body and soul. And Sedona was regarded as being sacred by its early inhabitants and visitors. So there are different rock formations and cathedral rock um, it says is the strongest magnetic vortex in the whole of the Sedona Arizona area generating a subtle but very powerful and deep experience deep meditation here connects you to the earth's energy as well as communication with your guides and so it goes on to say that there are seven vortexes in Sedona, one being Cathedral Rock, um, one being Airport Mesa Sedona Vortex, Bell Rock Sedona Vortex, Boynton Canyon Katina Sedona Vortex, Chapel of the Holy Cross Sedona Vortex, Schnebly Hill Road, Sedona Vortex, Courthouse Battle, Sedona Vortex. And I think that's all of the ones that they list. And I was able to visit almost all of them. I would describe myself as a very curious person. Um, I would say probably the last maybe five years or more I've been drawn to astrology as I previously mentioned my sun sign is Leo um, my moon is in Sagittarius in Chinese astrology I would be a fire rooster I just recently learned of something called African horoscopes and I would be um, the sign the judge and in Hindu or Indian horoscope I would be uh, let me see if I can't find the exact 
phraseology, I would be considered Simha, which means the lion. So, go figure. So, as I gaze at the sky in my backyard and I see the stars, I'm reminded that Africans were very much in tune with astronomy, astrology, Gaia, Mother Earth, and keeping with um, the seasons, being very aware of the seasons and just being generally in tune with the rhythmic nature of nature which is all around us. There's something very peaceful about being out in nature and experiencing nature. I am indeed grateful that I'm able this evening after a short cold snap in Florida that I'm able to be in my backyard gazing at the stars talking to you. The moon is indeed shining brightly and I'm grateful for the energy I always feel energized by the moon's energy. All right, I digress. So, after my return from Sedona, I flew to Philadelphia in October where I attended the 40th um, law school reunion from Temple University, which was a blast. I mean, for the most part, I'm that rare individual that I keep in contact with people that I went to junior high school with, high school, college, and law school. But it's always indeed a pleasure to hang out, reminisce about the way we were and how we turned out. Um, it was also good to be in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. So, my last travel adventure took me to East Africa. Um, generally, I was going to attend a Christmas fair which was being held in Arusha which in fact I did attend and I met fabulous people and remember I said that generally when I travel I stay in Airbnbs and the reason I stay in Airbnbs is because I like being in a community um, I like the comfort and convenience of having um, a kitchen access to refrigerator, uh, stove, 
you know, coffee machine. So um, that helps me save a little bit of money if I don't want to, um, you know, have to pay for coffee. I can have coffee before I leave for my day's adventures. Um, and again, at the Christmas fair, I met wonderful, wonderful people. I will give shout outs when I do my hashtags. I met two wonderful sisters from Kenya. I met a wonderful young brother who is a photographer. He uh, does photography on safaris. In fact, um, I now follow all of them on social media. And in all my travels to Africa, I've never gone on safari. But after viewing some of his wonderful photographs, he might actually convince me that this is indeed an experience I need to have. So I spent about five days in Arusha. Actually, I stayed in Matevez, which is right outside of Arusha, which is where the Christmas fair was being held. Um, it was out a little bit. In fact, every time I left, uh, literally we were sharing the roads with cows and goats as the Maasai, who are historically herders of cattle, would be walking their cattle and goats down the street across the highway um, to where they would graze for the day and then in the evening they would repeat the process. I got to meet wonderful, wonderful people. Um, again, shout outs to Salulu and to Angela. And again, I will, in the hashtags, provide more information, but um, she took me to various markets. I was able to buy fabric. I was able to buy um, various things that I brought back home. And so then I flew on Air Tanzania. No, excuse me, Precision Air to Zanzibar. And again, I stayed in an Airbnb in Stonetown. And Stonetown is a UNESCO site, which in the past, there had been attempts to do what was necessary to preserve some of the historical structures. But as often happens, um, there was some corruption and who knows what else involved. And so a lot of the money got diverted from its purpose. And so Stone Town is the old part of Zanzibar City, the main city of Zanzibar. And again, there are various points of interest 
and every morning I would wake up after having my coffee and um, if I didn't have coffee I would go to a coffee house and I would have Tanzanian coffee which oh my goodness is so so delicious but on average I was walking two miles every day or more as I walked about the city of Stonetown. Um, there was much to see and my host, hostess, was very, very helpful in terms of checking in on me to make sure that I was okay. Um, and essentially, I have to admit, I was proud of myself because as um, I guess maybe toward almost the end of my visit, I met someone who provided a map of Stonetown, which would have been very helpful in the beginning of my visit. But, you know, it's also fun just to walk aimlessly, um, meet people and have adventures, which is in fact what I do. So that's what I did. I walked aimlessly and had adventures. Um, Zanzibar is predominantly a Muslim country. So every morning around 5 a.m.-ish, I would hear the Muslim call to prayer. And if you've never heard it, while you may not understand the words, it's a very, very, very um, beautiful sound. And you would hear it throughout the day. And literally, whenever I heard this, the call to prayer, it would stop me in my tracks. And while I was not, again, familiar with the words, I was struck by the history that for thousands and thousands of years, people have prayed, have observed all that goes along with being of the Muslim faith. I also had the opportunity to take the ferry from Stonetown to Dar es Salaam. That was quite the adventure. Um, I think I was in Dar es Salaam for maybe three days. Um, and a shout out to to Justa of Curious on Tanzania, who happened to be in Tanzania at the same time that I was, and we were able to connect. And again, she took me underneath her, her wings and we hung out for um, a day. We went to um, a Swahili restaurant, which was fabulous. And I always say, there are no coincidences, only synchronicities. So while we were having lunch, and FYI, how did I know 
that there were two Swahili restaurants with the same name. And so I went to the wrong one. <laughs> and it gave me an opportunity to do what I like to do, which is people watch. So I sat outside and just watched people, the ebb and flow of people coming and going. And I noticed that there was a woman um, who seemed to be celebrating something as as people arrived at her table, they were presenting her with flowers and everyone was having a wonderful time. Well, come to find out, she had just been admitted to the Tanzanian bar. Imagine her surprise when I shared with her that I was an attorney from the United States. Um, we took photos and it was one of those experiences I'll never forget. Um, I was happy that I could be part of her celebration and I would like to think that she'll remember that on the day that she became a member of the Tanzanian bar, she met a sister from the United States who was also an attorney. Um, prior to going to the restaurant, I had gone to a mall and had found a bookstore, and I love bookstores. And so I had purchased this book, and it was about the mediation process in Tanzania because you may or may not know that I am certified as an arbitrator and mediator. And so as long as I have a Wi-Fi connection, I can travel anywhere in the world and uh, mediate or arbitrate disputes. So after lunch, we went to a market um, and after the market, we went to the village museum, which was the depiction of an actual village, which was very um, educational. And I got my, my dance on because there was a, a dance troupe that performed dances throughout or from the different regions in Tanzania. And as we were about to leave, we heard music at a restaurant next door. So we decided that we would go and investigate the music. And also, you know, we got to eat, so we decided we would eat. So it appears that the, the band was from um, the Democratic Republic of Congo. And in talking to one of the members of the band, in fact, he was the singer, he shared with me when I told him my name, he told me that his mother's name was Pamela. And so that was kind of another synchronistic moment. And from that moment on, he would literally tell everybody in the audience that um, I was now his mom and I felt really honored to for him to feel 
such a strong connection to me. Um, and of course, because I take my journal with me, I have his contact information. And it is my hope to go back to Tanzania in the very near future. So that's the beauty of traveling is um, I never met a stranger and I call myself a citizen of the world. So it's now getting late. And so I go back to my hotel because I think the next day is when I was leaving to come back to Stone, um, Stone Town. So I took the ferry back to Stonetown, um, which was an interesting experience. It was a wonderful, beautiful ferry. So in retrospect, I was able in January to go to West Africa and then in November go to East Africa. When I returned from East Africa, probably for the remainder of December, my body still thought I was on um, Tanzanian time because I would wake up at odd hours of the evening and couldn't go back to sleep. So here we are now, almost the middle of January, and finally, I am readjusting to being back in the U.S. Um, I would say to anyone that has an interest in traveling to Africa, please do so. There are no words to describe um, what it's like to be on the continent of Africa, to meet people, um, for me to have met as many people as I did who welcomed me with open arms. Um, it was indeed a wonderful, wonderful experience. So here we are now in 2024. So in keeping with the energy of the full moon, the first full moon of 2024 in Leo, I just want to share with you some thoughts. So, usually the full moon, you have the effects of the full moon a day or two before the actual full moon and then a couple of days after the full moon. So, according to an article in Parade.com, they say this is a critical moment when you need to decide what you want your life to look like. Jupiter, the planet of expansion and luck, is urging you to think about what dreams are sustainable in your life and which ones aren't. 
it says the best way to get through this full moon in Leo is to allow yourself to experience everything as they come up while resisting the urge to act or speak out of turn. It'll all work out. It further goes on to speak about what the full moon in Leo means based upon your particular astrological sign. Generally, my go-to for full moons is I go to yogajournal.com. And so, I'm just going to read a little bit from the article in yogajournal.com that was written by, let me get here to the end, Jill Winterstein. I'm just scrolling to the beginning of the article. Okay, the article begins. The first full moon of 2024 occurs in Leo, greeting us at the start of Aquarius season. While Aquarius teaches us to shift the collective consciousness by being ourselves, Leo helps us decide what that means. It helps us feel our truth. The full moon in Leo is a time of both celebration and revelation when we can honor the steps we have made and see what in our lives needs attention to shift. Ruled by the sun, Leo reminds us what holds us together. Leo is the regal line of the zodiac. It embodies the energies of leadership, compassion, vulnerability, strength, and love. The full moon in Leo is a time to find what makes you shine your brightest and embrace that part of yourself despite any fear of rejection. It teaches you to love yourself fiercely and let love change the world. With Leo's energy governing the full moon, we are encouraged to focus on the heart's truth. Acknowledging this takes courage and vulnerability. It's not always easy to listen to and follow our hearts. Our mind often has different plans and will try to convince us that these plans are safer. This full moon is the time to listen to the heart and follow its lead, even if we are unsure of the road ahead. It's a time to feel the guidance of the heart through our emotions and let it give us the answers we've been looking for all along. The heart's energetic feel extends far past our bodies and influences others around us through its frequency. The full moon in Leo reminds us to tend to it and accurately represent who we are at our cores. Part of tending to the heart is listening to it. Following it, though, can make us feel vulnerable. And so 
it goes on. I'm not going to read the full article, but I'm going to share this thought. It says, over the full moon in Leo, find some time to sit with yourself and listen to your heart. Feel what you've avoided or shut down in your heart. Breathe into your heart and listen to it without the mind and its thoughts interfering. So for me, doing what I'm doing now, being in my backyard with the incense and the candle lit, gazing at the moon of a candle lit. You hear the night sounds. This is an opportunity for me to be still, to listen to my heart. I hope for those of you that are listening that you make time in the next couple of days to slow down, meditate. If you have some incense or some sage, light it. If you have a candle, light it. Be still. Write in your journal. If weather permits, go outside. Be in nature. Listen to your heart. What is your heart telling you? What do you want 2024 to usher in for you? As usual, I thank you for listening. I'm going to sign off now. If you have any comments, please feel free to leave them. I think in 2024, one of the things that I'll be speaking more about is... sharing some thoughts about spirituality. We know coming up soon, the Chinese Lunar New Year, and I believe it's going to be the year of the dragon. Let me see. Is it going to be a fire dragon or not. All right, so Saturday, February 10th, 2024 begins the Chinese 
Lunar New Year. And it is the dragon. And so I tried to attend at a Buddhist monastery the Lunar New Year celebration. And so if I do, I will try to share um, some of that with you. Again, I think it's really important if you are able to locate um, different cultural celebrations, festivities, that you check them out. Um, And so, um, I'm just looking to see what it says. It says that um, dragons are seen as charismatic, intelligent, and naturally lucky. Dragons are confident, ambitious, and charismatic. They're like the leaders of the Zodiac crew. You can Google and see when you're, because in Chinese astrology, it's all based on animals, which one of the animals you are. Um, so there are 12 animals. And again, you can find um, which one you are. I happen to be a fire rooster. And so it's interesting how, you know, a lot of people don't believe in astrology. And, and I'm not saying whether you should or not, but um, for me personally, there are some similarities. And it's interesting when I've looked at different beliefs around astrology, they say basically the same thing. So, in the new year, I hope to still be able to travel. I hope that we can all be prosperous, abundant. I pray that we can be more compassionate and empathetic toward each other. I pray for peace. I pray that we don't forget that we are all humans, regardless of your race, color, creed, religious belief, political belief, religious belief. I really feel that we are in a time, we're in what's known as the age of Aquarius. And throughout the world, change is happening. I think people throughout the world are yearning for connection, connection with each other, connection with themselves, connection with something that gives their life meaning and purpose.
So there's a beautiful kind of cloud formation. It kind of looks like a bird, which is kind of interesting. I'm going to take a picture of it and I'll post it on my Instagram account. And you can tell me if it looks like a bird to you too. Again, thank you for listening. Wishing you love, peace.